0: Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. After an emotional end, yeah, this is the TNA run of Ric Flair. I think if you were going to...
1: Oh, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. I think if you were going to sort of say... What's WrestleMe like? I think, mm. you, you know, uh, last last week's episode is a great example. Yeah. Because you go, they do this this really, really nice, warm appreciation of the Ric Flair-Shawn Michaels match. Mm. But it was also interrupted when one of their children <laughs> rang up to ask for a biscuit. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, 100% what we're about. Yeah. Oh. So we've just left Ric Flair in the ring at WrestleMania 24, bawling yeah. his eyes out. Yeah. Because uh, it's all over. Oh, his career is over. It's over.
0: But then, Mark, mm. he does something else. Yeah. Flair, finally, he finds it
1: difficult to Rock retire. Away, yeah. yeah, he's been doing this all of his life. Yeah. And I think it's he doesn't like the uh, just being a guy who is doing meet and greets. Mm. Um, what ends up happening is he ends up slightly severing uh, from WWE. Yeah, um, Some of this is uh, slightly uh, pushed by the fact that he does a, an appearance at Ring of Honor. Right. Um, and the WWE are not very happy about that because they are a rival thing even though he's not wrestling he just turns up and he does an in-ring speech um they begin to sort of feel you're supposed to be a wwe ambassador not doing other things the problem with flair is he spends a lot of money throughout his career and he begins to get big offers so people like high spots who are a wrestling tape company they are famous for their shoot interviews and they begin saying to flair we will give you the more you know more money than we've ever paid anyone if you Mm -hmm. want to do a a shoot interview yeah and he gets a huge amount of money for doing things like that. Right. So quite quickly I think he he becomes disillusioned with with uh, uh the WWE the role he's been given.
0: Mm. And, and the restrictions and, that are inherent Yeah, and his, he ends his, up, his lack of ability to make money.
1: I mean he ends up t- uh, taking a a, a a a trip with Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan puts on a a, a series of events in Australia on a a show called the Hulkamania Let the Battle Begin Tour. Right. So this happens in November 2009. So WrestleMania is April 2008. So 18 months later, Flair finds himself back in the ring. He loses to Hogan um, uh, when he gets hit with brass knuckles or something. It's all a bit tawdry. Hogan, by this point, is also not really capable of putting on a good match. Yeah. So the men do four matches, I think, or five matches uh, against each other. And... People are are very disappointed, really. There is a sense that, because it happens in Australia, it doesn't count. Uh, It's on the other side of the world, (laughs) and it's just these two old guys doing it. People are really disappointed that they end up doing a big bloodbath as well. People are like, this seems beneath beneath uh, you. Unseemly, yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, Flair, at this point, is
0: 60 and a 60-year-old man cutting his head open. I don't know, there's, there is something... Well, I mean, to be honest, when it said like he was retiring, I was like, I've, and I heard that he went on and do well, she'll come on, the mm. TNA stuff, but like, and, you know, a man called Jay Lethal is pulling his pants to- Yeah, I mean, he... <laughs> to reveal... A better bum than I will ever have. <laughs> yeah. he, signs, he signs 60. with Impact.
1: And I remembered vaguely the Impact thing. I was like, oh yeah, he got into the ring a few times and everything. He got into the ring a, a lot. Yeah. So he had matches against people. This is post this WrestleMania. He has matches against Mick Foley, Jay Lethal, Abyss, um, Doug Williams, uh, which takes place in London. Um, Doug Williams is a British wrestler who retired at Progress's Wembley show uh, on a on a big thing. And he also has sort of said well I will come back if it's international companies asking me to wrestle right. and I will wrestle in Britain if I'm wrestling for international companies putting on shows in Britain wrestlers retire <laughs> or don't retire you, uh, it's slightly like people who say oh, oh you know this party's shit I'm leaving and they get up and they go right I'm leaving this I've yeah. had enough, come I've on, had enough. And, come then, on. and then they're coming back a bit later and just going seeing if it, uh, it's not I don't want to be back I just <laughs> I just feel like uh, you know it's it, it it makes a mockery of the whole thing. Yeah. Um. I was going to say. I mean, one of the only people who who did retire and not come back was Shawn Michaels. Mm. But then he did come back. He came back on one of the Saudi shows. You know, and uh, they all regret it. They all regret it. Yeah. Um. Flair ends up having his his final match nicely. In fact, with Sting, who is his long perennial rival from WCW. They have that match in September two thousand and eleven. So this is three years, three and a half years after the WrestleMania match. Mm. Um, Flair gets injured in the match. He has a sort of shoulder problem. It keeps him out of the ring. And in the time that he's out, um, Jerry Lawler, who is the same sort of age group as Flair, Jerry Lawler suffers a near-fatal heart attack during an episode of Raw when he's sort of in the ring. Wow. He has a, just, he dies. And because they've got the medics there... They managed to revive him and bring him back to life. This all happens on Raw, mm. um, and Flair has alcoholic cardiomyopathy, which is a essentially long term alcohol abuse has left him very very susceptible to heart failure. Right, so when he saw that happen to Lawler. He realized, okay, he isn't immortal. He can't live forever. And he decided that he would not be coming back. Um, in 2016, he said continuing to wrestle in TNA was the number one regret of his career. Mm. There was also a sense that he damaged his legacy. Um, when he went out at WrestleMania, he went out as a huge performer on the biggest stage of them all. And by doing TNA afterwards, these matches that that you know weren't very good against wrestlers who... Famous in wrestling, but were not the level of Shawn Michaels, and certainly in buildings that were nothing like doing it at the Citrus Bowl. There was a sense that he had a couple of such bad years at the end that there would be people who remember them before they remember the glory years. Mm. And that's a really sad thing. Um, since then, he has done lots of sort of promotional appearances with WWE. Um, he does lots of sort of adverts and things. He has loads of sort of promotional. Odds and ends. He's done them for some quite big companies and things. Um, he uh, gets referenced quite a bit in modern hip hop. Everyone loves Ric Flair. Um, he's continually on TikTok since uh, pushing his um, Ricflair.com. You know, there numerous t shirts and odds and ends. Um, and from 2015 to 16, he did podcasting. Right. Not a natural fit. Um, (laughs) because apart from anything else he likes to be well paid so um, I I do think that Ric Flair is is the greatest wrestler of all time I think you know uh, people have had better matches of course people have had better feuds there have been better people who were better for short periods of time but nobody has just wrestled as long and as well and as excitingly as Ric Flair Mm. he is just the best and actually seeing him on this night you just, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen the TNA stuff. I don't think I ever will. For me, flair ends that night. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Good Magic. on you, Mark. Good on you. The first match. Of the post Ric Flair era, it's the <laughs> Playboy Bunny match: Maria and Ashley versus Beth Phoenix and Molina. Mm. Um, last year we had the Lumberjills match, didn't we? Yeah,
0: why have they called? Why have they gone back to lumberjack
1: match? Lumberjill just existed for one year, what, like, a beautiful, it, like a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's it's gone. Um, and out comes Snoop Dogg
0: yes um in a little vehicle a little uh like a sort of kitted out blingy golf cart yeah got a little sound
1: system in it Do you remember those those if you were like saying you know you're trying to make like a, a sitcom uh, and you wanted to show a house was a bit rough yeah you know those two-tone plastic yellow and cars? red kitty cars or yeah k- or kitty cars. those ones that kids used to go yeah. in that are like shaped like eggs yeah yeah it's like a big version a big of that. It's like a big
0: version of that, but Snoop Dogg's in it. <laughs> yeah, it What's is. A, what a weird kind of. Because it was kind of like. Because Playboy heavily involved in this. this yeah, in this so every April uh, ahead of WrestleMania,
1: pretty much for four or five years, yeah. had been a WWE star. Yeah. And they were always the best selling issues for Playboy of the year. Right. It was a very useful uh, connection. There's a horrible um, thing being set here, which is based on the last year and the year before. If you want to get your muffin boobies out, then you will get to be on WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. But if you want to wrestle, then you will just be turning up, walking behind Snoop Dogg's car like an escort. It's it's a a horrible, pervasive period to be a woman in wrestling where you are rewarded, not just for the way you look, but how much of the way you look you will show the world. Mm -hmm. And I feel for everyone in this. You know, Maria, still going, still looks incredible. She's back in the WWE at the moment. Right. Um, uh, Beth Phoenix just just finishing the Royal Rumble. Nice to see twelve years later, the women who were here at a point where they weren't being taken seriously are working in a point where they're appreciated yeah. and where they're they're superstars rather than you know a bit of fluff. Mm. Um, this is not really a match.
0: No, it's, it, there's nothing there. I mean, it's kind of, again, it's one of that time where Playboy had a bit of resurgence where you see people wearing Playboy shirts. Yeah, and Playboy. T- Crappy like Lizzie Duke kind of necklaces and stuff like that. It was, yeah, it's becoming a bit of a brand. But they were really sort of
1: very much like you could buy Playboy in Borders. That was yeah. that's the most two thousand and sort of six, <laughs> yes. seven thing
0: I can think of. Yeah, but uh,
1: it, it was becoming that sort of thing of it was a little bit hip Playboy, wasn't yeah. it? It was. It's a not, bit Larry, like Flint it's not Larry Flint. It's not
0: Larry Flint hustler. No, it's more like Esquire and yeah. kind of
1: like Lad Mag. There was something. a definite crossover between the two. Um, and, uh, I mean, I mean, this is so excruciating. There's, there's a point where Ashley and Maria struggle to make a tag. To another, <laughs> right? There's a bit where Ashley kicks out at two and Maria comes in to break up the pin at three well she's already kicked out I mean it's just there's so many bits in that where you then the fucking lights go out (laughs) (laughs) what was that about and there's like and there's just a spotlight it's just thank god the lights didn't go out during Ric Flair and and, and Shawn Michaels you know that would have been horrible but watching this you just sort of go I mean, this is. A this
0: is uh, I mean,
1: this shit show to end all shit shows. And then, isn't
0: it? and then Snoop Dogg kisses one of them. And they, oh, really like, slowly really and softly slowly, as well. Like... What did they expect the reaction would be? What the the, the, the fans oh! would go? Yay! Snoop Dogg's getting some. Yay! <laughs> it's it just
1: kiss you softly. Well, everyone just goes, oh gee, I don't know what to. Do. Where am I? Uh, go- I what don't am I know. looking at? Yeah, I am. Um, I met. I met Snoop Dogg. Once, yeah, Yeah. I I I was working backstage at a gig, Mm. um, doing uh, scripting, Mm. and uh, he was the main uh, event, and uh, he had a separate. It was in Manchester, and he had a separate sort of um, almost like a a sort of shed. Humidor. Yeah, he was like it was unbelievable. It really was. (laughs) I mean, you know, smoking obviously his his uh, sensimilia. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet Mary Jane. Sweet Mary Jane, and uh, it was he was he was uh, very thin. Very tall. You forget,
0: remember when uh, he did Starskin Hutch mm. and he was seen in shots? Yeah. That scares me. Like the slender man. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he was petrifying. he was not very friendly,
1: but the people around him who is like his sort of, you know, his entourage, mm. they were some of those people that if you were standing by a wall when he came out of the shed, they would run over and push you to sort of like go, get back. And you yeah. were like, I couldn't be any fucking further back. You know, I'd have to be on the other side of the building, you know, other side of this fucking wall. And that, that put me off him. I was like, oh, you're surrounded by dickheads. Um, let me just say, um, he was joined uh, in that shed dressing room by a lot of women from the local area. Uh, some of whom, let me say, were not old. Uh, it was... It was an astonishing display.
0: Right, okay, good. Yeah. But, but of age. i to make that very clear. Of age.
1: Yeah, they weren't yeah. old, like in their 40s Right, or okay. 30s. Yeah.
0: Well, 20s. <laughs> Just writing an edit note down. But, yeah. Look,
1: at least the women who could wrestle won this match. <laughs> uh, in any other era, I think, you know, had, had you not had your Beth Phoenix, who was a, a great athlete, mm. and uh, Molina, who was also quite good in the ring, yep. I think they would have put the Playboy Bunnies over. And at least they had the good grace to allow the actual women who could wrestle to to win a WrestleMania match. yeah, I shouldn't think Ashley and Maria care about winning at WrestleMania. <laughs> no, That's only doesn't. something Marks do, like me. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably really bothered about that. Uh, the next match, match number seven, is uh, for the WWE Championship. It's Randy Orton versus Triple H versus John Cena. Yes. Um, I always make loads of notes. So I've got like 17 pages of <laughs> notes on this. And honestly, Pete, that is six lines on this match.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got... Um... John Cena's marching band because he flipped from a military man <laughs> to an NFL man.
1: That's two two lines up here about the brass band. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I saw this match and I was like, I don't know if I've seen this match before, this, this triple threat. I don't know. It feels like a match I've seen yeah. a million times. Mm. I also, the people in it, I'm just like, I have no interest in watching this. Then that band did play John Cena's theme tune and I was like, I am really energised by this I'm really excited (laughs) I loved it I could listen to that all day Yeah, great really exciting and then it just it just that stopped Triple H's music started and honestly I couldn't watch it it was on it was on and I found myself watching a match uh, from like 1970s World of Sport I, I, I just I could not Physically watch it. <laughs> it was so, and, uh, the, the crowd was silent. It was. Yeah. It was. It was a lot was... of love for Cena in the room. <laughs> yeah, Boom. they boo him out. Uh, uh, I, th- this was really the problem with this period Cena's, of wrestling. He's got
0: very long hair. Yes. Yeah. He's got weirdly, and that kind of makes him look even more like Action Man, who has different moods and fluffy hair. Yeah, he's got fluffy hair. Is is uh, like hair. a baby bird. Uh, it's <laughs> sickening. Um, <laughs> 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 but th- this was the
1: problem with like the wrestling uh, around two thousand and seven to about 2012, mm. and it was it was the same people on top, a combination of Cena, a combination of Orton or Triple H, yeah. and having all three of them together is just, I, I, I can't tell you how much of a massive turn-off it was to do. Mm. Um, it, oddly, I mean, they will end up having um, Triple H, Randy Orton as the main event of WrestleMania 25, right? and that is a perfect example of them overreaching with the what they believe is the big stars. And that match died. It tanked. Mm. This match, at least, I I have no idea why it wasn't the main event because normally they'd have made this the the main (laughs) event. The other thing with Undertaker is, oddly, Undertaker doesn't need to be the main event because Undertaker is such a big star that by making him the main event, you've basically taken two things, Undertaker and the main event, and put them together. Yes. Whereas this one, they've gone, yeah, we'll do that. Mm. And I would, I'm would, i surprised Cena, Triple H, Orton wasn't the main event. Yeah. But thank God <laughs> it wasn't because it's... I, I, again... It's unfair of me to say it was boring because I only half watched it because it was so boring I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um,
0: yeah, it was, so, it was very forgettable. Should we crack on? Let's crack on. Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather. Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather. Way more fun than I thought it was going to be. And to be honest, this really kind of makes me think. Jesus Christ! I remember this happening. Yeah, I remember going onto YouTube and going. I was just going to work. This, ah. That guy's that man's really big, and Floyd Money May- Mayweather is um, tiny. He so is. He is tiny. Let's, uh, um, I tell you, best, I think, best celebrity wrestling match of all time. Yeah.
1: It really is good. Um, You think of the people who have done it, like Mr. T, Tyson Fury, Muhammad Ali, Jay Leno in WCW. Really? We're going to review that one. Wow. Honestly. Um, Cool. The bloke who played Green Arrow, who's been around the last couple of years, Stephen Amell. He's done quite a lot. (laughs) Uh, David Arquette, even. Yeah. No one has understood the basics of What pro wrestling is, i.e. that it's not really about moves. No. It's
0: about performance. Yeah. Better than Floyd Mayweather. He was was fantastic. Oh, it's so good. And and let's not forget, like, he is the most bankable star. Yep. Not just in boxing, not just in boxing that year, not just in boxing that decade, in any sport ever. 1.67 billion in revenue throughout his career. Yep. He is one of the most bankable stars. He is the most bankable star in the world. Entire, And he's doing WrestleMania with Big Shaw. A bit of a sideshow kind of like match. True. In May 2007, he beats Oscar de la Hoya for the uh, WBC
1: Light Middleweight Championship. Mm. And it's the first pay-per-view to get uh, more than two million buys. Yeah. So he's a big star. So this is less than a year later. Yeah. WWE originally wanted to get Oscar de la Hoya involved as well. So they had an idea for a match being, I think it was Floyd Mayweather and Shane McMahon right. against Rey Mysterio and Oscar de la Hoya as the sort of Mexican contingent. Yeah, um, Oscar de la Hoya had no interest in doing pro wrestling. Yeah, So he made that clear and he was out. So they said, okay, well, let's make it Shane McMahon and the big show against Rey Mysterio and Floyd Mayweather. And that failed because Rey Mysterio tore his pec and was out for four months. So that's how we end up getting big show versus Mayweather. Mm which is the most obvious match to put together because you've got someone who's very small against someone who's very big. That is Wrestling 101. (laughs) And they set this up really well. Big Show's been out for a long time. He's come back. He's actually in the best shape of his career for a Mm. long, long time. He shaved his head. We talked about this before. When he's not bothered, his hair gets long long, because he doesn't go to the barbers because he just sits at home and he can't motivate himself. (laughs) And in this hair all shaved all yeah. gone because oh he's like I am full on <laughs> they set this up at a pay-per-view called No Way Out in February where uh, Big Show comes back and he's oh, I'm back and everyone's cheering and he gets annoyed that Rey Mysterio is, is, is being led out injured and is taking too long mm. and so he suddenly starts attacking Rey Mysterio and Oscar De La Hoya is in the front row the pay-per-view is taking place at Las Vegas and so Big Show begins sort of going what are you going to do about it Hey, eh? what are you going to be doing about it and he taunts him from the ring Floyd Mayweather leaps like Mighty Mouse into the ring. And what made it really believable and really well done is all of um, Mayweather's entourage are there in a split fucking second. Like, this is our property, our money, he can't get injured, and this is a a lawsuit. Yeah, And basically, Big Show taunts him. There's no commentary, and you don't hear what's said. Big Show's taunting him, doing a really good... Panto, so everyone can see what it is, and he gets down on one knee and sort of goes, "Come on, hit me!" And Floyd Mayweather hits him so quickly, hits about four times in, uh, in a third of a second, and he breaks Big Show's nose. So there's blood everywhere. Big Show actually says he asked May- uh, Mayweather to break his nose. He said, "Let's make this good." Uh, whether he did or not,
0: yeah. <laughs> Mayweather broke his oh, nose. So he actually, broke his nose. He actually right, broke yeah, his yeah.
1: nose. Yeah, bloody hell. So then they they build up to uh, to this WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> now Mayweather
1: wasn't trained in wrestling but they got a, a wrestler called Matt Sydal who is uh, was later known as Evan Bourne uh, briefly in a WWE run that was unspectacular. Mm. But he's a big independent wrestler. Um, he is about the same size as, as Mayweather. Yeah. So he put the match together with Big Show. They would perform it for Mayweather so he could see what it would look like. Yeah. And then they, they taught him like that. Um Big Show comes out, and this is the biggest match, really, of Big Show's career. <laughs> he's He's been forgotten in the shuffle for years before this. Right, um, He comes out. There's a bit that is absolutely heartbreaking. So he says, as he comes into the ring, he chucks up his hand like, for a big choke slam as he's on the way out. And the pyro goes off. And he did an interview where he said, I remember throwing up that choke slam, that signal there, and the pyro went. I didn't even know I was getting pyro. So when the pyro went off, like I'm hyped now pacing back and forth right now. I mean, I could pull the trunk off a Buick right now. I'm (laughs) telling you, I'm excited. (laughs) And it's just like, he got pyro. Um, They rain down the money as Mayweather comes in so that everyone's going to be cheering or at least not booing uh, when, when Mayweather comes out. And, He's with these bodyguards who are huge, and they are his actual bodyguards. Certainly, one right. of them is. Okay, um, they they aren't wrestlers. They do seem to be his entourage, and they're obviously just keen to get involved. <laughs> and uh, out they come. They're, they're big, and so it ruins the fact that when you see Mayweather and Big Show together, yeah. you've already seen Mayweather's quite small yeah, with a big yeah, yeah. guy. It's an annoying little thing that niggles me. That yep. uh, shame. Um, as he gets in, there appears the neon sign: "I'm gay." <laughs> the last thing anyone wanted. <laughs> And they have this match and it's brilliantly laid out. And it's brilliantly laid out because Mayweather understands why he's there. Yeah. What he doesn't do, which a lot of celebrities do, is they they don't want to look, especially sports people, they don't want to look weak. Mm. And Mayweather plays that part to perfection.
0: Oh, he looks tiny, he looks, he t- looks defeated, he he, looks, he doesn't know what to do. He like, gets
1: like, smacked about yeah. and he sells. Yeah. He sells so well. He runs like a coward. Yeah. You know, all of these things. He is... The biggest boxer in the world. He <laughs> yeah. is in a, in a business where he makes his money by knocking people's spark out. Yeah, and he is absolutely—you know—he's hard as nails because he's happy <laughs> to have the big show slap him, and he acts like his soul has left his body.
0: Um, like you know, look he's beaten Hatton. Like, can mm. you imagine if Mayweather, in any way, hurt any of his bo- big yeah. show? Three or four occasions, just stands on him. Yeah. Stands on his stomach. Yep. What if he broke a vertebrae? What if he did? I (laughs) cannot fathom who decided that Big Show should stand on the most bankable sports star. The funny thing is, the people who
1: were nervous about someone, you know, essentially causing havoc in the ring, it wasn't Mayweather's people. It was Big Show. Right. And so he said, I didn't know how Floyd was going to work in front of 70,000 people. I didn't know if he'd go into business for himself. He was a better pro in the ring than some of the guys that I've been in the ring with that have trained for this and done it for years. <laughs> and he was. He's just amazing. Uh, he said, um, a show said, Mayweather understands the one part of our business that's very important for characters. And I tell the young people all the time, you've got to have a presence. You've got to be able to walk into a room and command a room. You've got to be able to walk down that entrance and command the entrance. Mayweather, you could tell, he just ate it up. Mm. And it is brilliant. He is Probably the third best wrestler on that card. (laughs) He is so good. He's so funny and it's just, I mean, there's some great bits where Big Show is dragging him back to the ring from where he's trying to run away. And his mouth is open and he's sort of protesting and he's <laughs> just all of that, which I sort of go, God, I haven't seen that in wrestling for years. I haven't I haven't seen a cowardly heel. And uh, God, he was good. <laughs> I, I would honestly say no one has ever made Big Show look as good in a match as Floyd Mayweather did. You know? <laughs> he really he really did. It's it was a lot of fun. Magic. Mm. Um he always claimed he was paid twenty million dollars for doing WrestleMania. Yeah. Um probably it, a little less than that. Yeah, they mentioned that his his manager have never ever revealed how much he was paid for any match yeah. although they used to constantly when he'd say that they go yep 20 million dollars <laughs> so they were like well if they've never agreed it before this sounds like it's all bullshit um it's believed he got around two to five million dollars yeah so not to be sniffed at no. but um as they said i mean only I mean, part of it they said the the um the cross promotion that he got i think not just the cross promotion you can actually see that, that thing of doing wrestlemania you sort of go, wow! I can see this. This is basically what I do, except it's predetermined. But it's the show, yeah. And the show is what gets people in. Look, for example, I mean, I mean, his match against Conor McGregor, mm. perfect example of that. That was pure wrestling. You get, you get a couple of people: one who is a shit talking, Stone Cold Steve Austin style guy, and Conor mm. McGregor, and then you get the cocky, moneyed champion who just runs him down. I mean, that what that is wrestling one hundred
0: and one, yeah. And that did. Business like you wouldn't believe. Well, he fought that um, Japanese kickboxer a couple of years in, in Tokyo, didn't he? Like mm. uh, Mayweather, he was like, uh, he was, uh, he was getting involved with that, and and, and obviously uh, it looked like he took, took a took a took a fall. Yeah, uh, to kick I, control, I, like, I, But look, he's just he just he's just money. He just knows what he's doing.
1: Uh, you know, he's made boxing exciting, and he's made mm. boxing exciting by slightly going outside of boxing. Mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a, um, I'm. I'm Fun. not a huge fan of boxing. I'm a huge fan of MMA. Um, right, but I would, I would, w- or happily watch Floyd Mayweather again. It's just, it's that thing about wrestling. Give me panache give me Showbiz, mm. give me, give me a bit of sort of razzle dazzle, yeah, and then I, w- I will go with you to the ends of the earth. Absolutely, he is brilliant in this. Mm. So good, yeah. I-, I-, I want him to come back to WrestleMania again. <laughs> I-, I want him to take on Big Show now. Big Show's
0: older. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they will also be older. Yeah. <laughs> From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start
1: your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. And then, finally, we get to the main event. Yeah. Um, the Undertaker versus the World Champion Edge. Mm. Um, uh, interesting match. It, it really picks up as it goes on. The yeah. crowd are very quiet in uh, quite a lot of it, mm. in, the early,
0: in the early stages. But it's, it's one of the best main events I've seen in, 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 this, in this whole yeah. shebang.
1: Yeah. You're, I mean, you're getting to a point where people are actually the in-ring is becoming very very important, mm. and uh, you get people like Edge, who Edge was at WrestleMania six as a fan, you know, and yeah. now he's main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah. These things mean a lot to these performers doing these main events of WrestleMania. You are the number one person in your business, mm. and they do take it very seriously. And you can see that in the matches that they deliver. Yeah. The quality is, even if I find like something like this WrestleMania being a little bit unmemorable, the in ring stuff is really watchable. Mm. It's really really easy to watch. Mm. Um, Edge, still a strange name. Um, he he, <laughs> uh, he called himself The Edge after he was driving through Canada and there was a radio station called The Edge. And he was like, I like that, so I'm going to call myself The
0: Edge. <laughs> he could have been called... BRMB or, yes. uh, <laughs> I'm classic FM <laughs> um, Edge is uh, uh, you know classic uh, fighting male that would be perfect yes, I'm it. a classic fight, fighting man classic, it's like yeah, a, yeah.
1: Uh, Razor Ramon HG Razor Ramon Hard Gay uh, the oh, Japanese yes. guy I like the initials can stand for anything <laughs> oh I love Razor Ramon, HG oh yeah Hard Gay Hard Gay <laughs> um, Edge is, is one of those guys who until he returned literally this morning um, he he. Had a, a a career that was truncated by injury, mm. so he would only have two years left wrestling After before this. he had to retire. It's yeah, fascinating.
0: Cause he doesn't look that old, there.
1: No, and he's gone for nine years until he comes back. As I say, this morning at the Royal Rumble what, when we're recording this. How is he allowed? To, how is he? How is his neck or wherever the injury uh, there was? There have been the, the interesting thing about this is is the the, they've, they've, the the doctors who who basically look at neck things and say, look, if you wrestle again, it's it's going to be it's over. Comes, yeah. With people like Kurt Angle, there have been uh, procedures they've been able to get that have improved their neck. And, you know, this is as as these things begin to develop and people, Mm. you know, get further advances in medicine. Um, What's been happening since Daniel Bryan is that they've been essentially being able to uh, challenge the doctors of the WWE with other doctors who are equally or if not better in their fields. Yeah. So people who once had career ending injuries the WWE would never clear them for. Oh, so the WWE are are the ones that,
0: that effectively kind of go well, you yeah. can't do this anymore.
1: Nobody wants someone paralyzed on their watch, you yeah. know.
0: This it, it is it is and again
1: we've joked about this before, but the 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 the, uh, the performers are the most important thing to a wrestling business. Mm. There's no point having them continually getting injured. Yeah. So I think there comes that point where they go well we don't want to be Taking risks with people when it's quite clear that if we do and they get damaged, then that's on us. Right. So there's always okay. been okay, that okay. sense. Yeah, but yeah. I think with someone like Edge, you know, it's obvious that you know the problems that he's had within the nine years obviously are clearing up. A lot of the time with wrestling, I think people are, are beginning to understand that the wear and tear that it does in your body is one of those things that can be avoided if you have an off season. I've mm. been talks about this before about people saying, "Why don't we have an off season like American football does, um, like baseball does? If we had an off season." Then people could heal. Yeah. And there's really no reason in a, in a time when you've got so many people contracted with people like WWE mm. that they don't just, you know, shift the. It well, exactly. it's a it's
0: a, mass, it's a massive uh, roster would anybody necessarily notice if a wrestler takes two months off not at all not Not, at not, all. not, not in the slightest but
1: uh, the thing is they're being paid so they have to turn up and yes. they have to do their five minute matches whether it costs them their lives or not <laughs> um, uh, Edge doesn't have a special entrance to this Wrestlemania right. and he had said we talked about having a band play me in he said but I, I, uh, I was always a heel and I believe that a heel shouldn't have a badass band playing them to the ring mm. because you're going to cheer that it's cool I don't know, I see Triple H going out and high-fiving with Lemmy and Motorhead, and I go, well, what's there to hate? If you're a heel to me, you do everything within your power to be a heel. Mm. Um little bit of a uh, fuck you to Triple H there. <laughs> uh, the boss going, you weren't very good at uh, this, you made <laughs> a mistake there. Um, but they have this this long, long walk-in. Mm. It's a very, very long route.
0: It's a long route, and yeah. that obviously comes up <laughs> later on.
1: But uh... That's the one good part of it, is that... <laughs> The little bit where they have no referee. <laughs> and Charles Robinson has to run the length of it.
0: And he runs as fast as he can. He
1: does. And it makes it's it fraught. so exciting. It's
0: fraught with uh, danger because at any point you can triple. Yeah. Because, and and he I, slides wow. into that ring and he
1: counts. And it's. I think Undertaker's uh, on a tombstone on Edge. And he does the one, the two. And Edge kicks out because he's had to run so far. It's, <laughs> given, it's, 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 it's a really good use. Of, uh, you know, that obviously problematic, long <laughs> entrance <laughs> way. Um Undertaker in this is... It's not his best performance. Mm. The match is good. I really enjoyed the match. Yeah. But um, he's he's got on his throat... He uh, broke up with his wife, Sarah, in 2007. And he'd previously had Sarah tattooed across his throat. And you can see they've begun the process of... leisure. Yeah, oh, that was... <laughs> right, <and> your throat.
0: <laughs> ah, oh. ah.
1: Every food, all the food you eat is
0: hot, even though it's not been cooked. Just ah. Well, he he rocks up and he's dressed. uh, I don't think I've ever seen him dressed like that, like a leather tabard. The last time I saw that, a man was hosing down (laughs) some industrial trays at a Melton Mowbray sandwich factory. (laughs) It doesn't. And then then he went on to sort of uh, said, uh, "Female orgasm." I mean, he's doing some really bad stand-up. He's hosing down this sandwich tray. (laughs) Female orgasm, as long as I've spread my muck, I don't care. I kind of just, it's just this man of the salt of the earth man in a in a leather tabard. So, yeah, that's what that reminded me yes. of. I can see why that image would stay with you. <laughs> as long as I've spread my muck, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Thank you, I'm 18. <laughs> um... At this point, of course, the the thing we're all worried about with
1: the divorce between uh, the undertaker and his wife, Sarah, is what will happen to the Zeus Compton Calloway Save the Animals Fund at the Texas College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences. Uh, That, of course, was to help pay for uh, life-saving treatments for large-breed dogs. Um, I presume that means that um, Mark Calloway, the undertaker, and his wife, Sarah, had a dog called Zeus Compton Calloway at some point, (laughs) and unfortunately, it died.
0: Oh, no. Um, A
1: little insight there. I don't like this part. I had a read about The Undertaker. I was trying to find out something about him that I'd not known before. And in 1999, he introduced uh, movies on the Sci-Fi Channel for three nights. What? Yeah. Cool. And his introduction for the series was, I am The Undertaker. And beginning March 15th, I will take control of the Sci-Fi Channel, presenting my theatre of doom. For four (laughs) nights, I will present the movies that accurately reflect the dark visions that I possess. Those films: Army of Darkness, Tales from the Crypt, The Terminator, and <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom explores concepts that few mortals have ever considered, <laughs> and even fewer have dared to explore.
0: A big boulder,
1: perhaps <laughs> rolling down. A After hill. watching these films, you can truly understand the world I live in. But heed this <laughs> warning: once you taste the darkness, you may never want to turn away.
0: Putting your hand in a, in a hole you think is a switch, but a spider gets on your hand. I'm gonna put your hand in this. I'm um, gonna be. It's. I'm gonna say it's brains. But,
1: but what's jelly? <laughs> um, yeah, Indiana Jones in the temple. Putting of Doom. on the wrist.
0: <laughs>
1: Literally a children's film.
0: <laughs> Amazing. A I'm- little boy who puts little bricks <laughs> on his feet so he can drive a car. <laughs> that temple of Doom or like of I remember. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I've not seen it for years. I just love that. It's, it's, it's obvious that. I don't know. Maybe they asked him what films he wanted, and they'd already written those bits around. We thought we were going to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, I, I want to see the Terminator, a Flight of the Navigator, <laughs> Mac and Me, <laughs> <laughs> and Short Circuit Two, not Short Circuit One.
0: <laughs> I don't like
1: that one. Um, he does a terrible uh, hip attack. And I don't know whether Edge just forgot to fight back or something. Right. There's a point where Undertaker just barrels into the corner, and he sort of jumps as high as he can to. Like go over the top rope, and Edge hasn't done a thing. No, and he goes out, and he's like, "Oh, that was a disaster." And they very obviously don't show a replay of it. Right, but they go Undertaker oh, there, right <laughs> out of the ring, and it lasts for a long time, and he's on the floor, and you're absolutely waiting for it to go, Shh, yeah. like that. Nope, nope, not at all. Didn't enjoy that it.
0: looked shit. <laughs> it's
1: as bad a move as you'll ever see.
0: I think the referee, because every time a big move happens, the referee obviously comes over to check if they're all right. But like, yeah, the guy. Comes up and goes, you fuck, are, you fucking fucking "Are you fucking? Are you
1: fucking joking? Are you fucking joking? joking? Hey, the Temple of Doom again? Hey, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't worry about it. Don't I mean, <laughs> it about
0: You wanted <laughs> this you fucking.
1: Lengthy <laughs> streak. I myth. can see why last year you and Batista were put a four. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyway, get up and fucking <laughs> make the best of it, you <laughs> twat.
0: <laughs> and he runs down the, down the lane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The crowd do really get into it. They, uh, I mean, Edge. Yeah. Edge looks like he's going to cheat his way to victory, mm. and they are really pushing the streak here. This yeah. is, I think, the first time where e- Edge is like, I'm going to be the one, you know, it's going to be 15 and one. Yeah. And they're really, really pushing that. And that's a, uh, there's a nice bit where they shout, "Um, oh, you know, the Undertaker, the challenger, showing life. Literally the one thing. He doesn't. He's a, he is a <laughs> dead man. And it ends quite flatly with um, Undertaker's submission move, the mm. Hell's Gate. This is a move that never got over. Mm. And it's basically Undertaker was into MMA and always sort of thought, I could have been an MMA fighter. <laughs> could have been Famously, in MMA, tall people don't do very well. No. Because they, they tend to they're be quite slow. Sort of and slow and languid. And, 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 they, and you know, you can hit them on the chin.
0: <laughs> and uh, uh, he,
1: he did this move, and I think it was brought in because he couldn't do his tombstone pile driver to people like Carly or Umaga yeah. and things like that. So they were like, oh, we'll give him a submission oh, move. Oh, I would
0: bloody love to see him do that, to Oh, my God. It, and break his neck. Uh,
1: just, just two feet sticking out of the floor, like upright. <laughs> Right. Like uh, like a cartoon, except the man underneath is dead. <laughs> but the, oh, Jesus Christ, the, the, uh, the that finishing move, it never got over. No. And when you use it to end WrestleMania, you ju- with someone who he could do all those moves to, yeah. and actually did in the course of the match, mm. when you use it to, to end WrestleMania, and WrestleMania sort of just ends on a like, bit of a flat note. Yeah. It's it's impossible to not go, "Oh, that's a disaster. <laughs> that is a disaster." It's a really really good match otherwise. Um the uh, a couple of just little bits that uh, come out of it um is Edge talked about he said um it's the pinnacle of his career. Mm. Uh, he said you just you know, you're main eventing WrestleMania against the Undertaker. That is the top. He said, but there were a lot of moments that were just as rewarding. He said, Oh, he's hedging his bets. <laughs> I think he's got a thing of WrestleMania main event, that's what you everyone goes for. It's against the Undertaker. Yeah. But I was I imagine he's a bit like it wasn't much fun. I mean, well, yeah, it, it was a good m- clean match. It was yeah. they
0: didn't give him much to they didn't give him much to do, really. No. There was no no there's nobody getting interfering much it was, no. no,
1: there is a little bit where Edge said uh, he WrestleMania 24 so after this match it was the only time he swapped gear with a fellow worker so a bit like swapping your football charts oh right okay. so he exchanged his kick pads and tights for a pair of Undertaker's gloves uh, Edge said that that deal was pretty cool he said and I was glad I got that memory now he got done over on that one, didn't he, right? <laughs> so Undertaker has got a lot more stuff,
0: Yeah. right? Mind you, those gloves are probably quite expensive because they are... Yeah, but of an Edges,
1: Edge's kick pads and tights, right? They are, are kick pads? Are they kick like... pads are those sort of big foam things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the they,
0: they, a, a, they're custom
1: made. Yeah. Right, and B, <laughs> to have the whole set of like the WrestleMania main event costumes. Yes. Undertaker's just got another pair of gloves. I'll, I'll buy another pair of gloves. <laughs> Edge got... Absolutely fucked over on that one. That's uh, I mean, that that is. You lose twice, don't you? You lose the main event, and then you lose in the swapping. I, I, I'll, I'll give you my tights and my kick pads. I thought you might like to. Yeah, you can have one glove. Oh, oh, great! A, I could have a I, th- I thought
0: we. <laughs> Are you going to give me a mock because you Can
1: I have your Sarah tattoo that's half lasered <laughs> off? Your ex-wife. You're the worst. Can I have that money that you put towards big dogs? That yes. are sick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why are you doing this, man? We just did a really nice <laughs> WrestleMania main event.
0: Why are you doing right, this? Oh, well, you like, you, <laughs> you want the, me. You, you gave me a two gloves. You should want the dogs to die because because you're the dead man. You can be a dead dog, dead do man you, with do dead you dogs. Do you live underground <laughs> in, the, in, in Hades? Look, give me give me uh, some worms at least. Give me some fucking worms. <laughs> Give me your brother, Ken. <laughs> can I have the other glove? <laughs> you
1: can have the other glove.
0: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Edge, <you> retire now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've done it all. Oh, wow. So that
0: was WrestleMania 24. Fun. Yeah. A lot in there. Again, uh, it's getting very modern and very scary. But, it is. But each one we're chomping off, I'm going, you know what? It's not too bad being in the future. No, it's not too bad,
1: is it? It's all right from an in ring perspective, it's okay. And mm. I'll tell you what, when we get to WrestleMania 25. I went to WrestleMania 25, so I've got an exclusive thing. But before we do that, there is something I want to do. Now, people will have listened this far. Um, Mm. uh, Obviously, there's less than that at the start, so I should have done this at the start. right? But I wanted to ask people, um, we're going to do a little special episode where we read out uh, the times that you have met WWE wrestlers, uh, briefly, preferably in Britain. It can be on holiday, but it can't be on holiday to America. So if you met Steve (laughs) Regal on holiday in Malaga, I will accept that. But uh, just let us know. I've had some hilarious ones so far. Okay. The number of shopping centre signings nice. and things like that. They are all really good. <laughs> the person who most people seem to have met is Bret Hart. And right. I haven't quite read one yet where he's come across as a warm guy. <laughs> but there are some absolute corkers. So I think what we're going to do in between these WrestleManias, yeah. because we've got to pad them out,
0: lads. Yep. Got to pad them out. We'll do a special.
1: Uh, we're going to do a little special, Lovely. which is uh, WrestleMeets. Yes. So it's uh, when you have met the stars. So if you have... <laughs> A, a little story about when you have met one of these remarkable human beings, <laughs> then, uh, please let us know. Uh, you can throw it on the Twitter, which is at WrestleMePod, mm. or you can email us. I yes. can never remember the email address.
0: Sure at WrestleMePod.com. That's Sure at WrestleMePod.com. And we will accept. Any old toss when honestly, it comes to wrestlers. Honestly. Any old... If we've seen him in a wrestler... WWE, WWE, yep.
1: whatever, I want to, just give us it. I mean, I waited outside uh, a wrestling show in 1991, mm. uh, with the WWE one, because a friend of mine I was with was like, you can see them if you go out the back. You can right. see them leave. So we waited out the back. There were loads of kids there, and Greg Valentine came out in a car that was... Not as good a car as you'd imagine you'd a, a star would be in. Yeah, it was like a sort of Honda. <laughs>
0: Honda that's Civic. it, and that's enough. Great, have a Valentine's Honda Civic. <laughs> that's what we got.
1: Wow, you know it. So any 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 meetings, please uh, let us know, and we will. Uh, uh, we'll, we're going to have a nice c- like communal show. Cool. It's about time some of you
0: guys did the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. Oh no, wait. We should end like this. Woo! Woo! Wasn't as good as wrestle me. It's Uh, not not our thing, is it? I have your gloves. (laughs) This was a Stakhanov Production.